Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Double Date with Dateline. Did you think that I was going to do the introduction? I did. I forgot for a second that I was <laughs> supposed to do it. Is it because I did the recap? Yeah, I forget sometimes. That was funny. Just how do you forget that? I don't know. Forget. That's fine. I think it's just your our brains work in mysterious ways. My brain led me to this episode because I wanted to look at fancy mansions. And this series on ID Network is called Mansions and Murder. Mm-hmm. Have you watched any of the episodes from this series before? No, but I plan to now watch all of them. This reminded me of an Agatha Christie slash Hercule Poirot. Why did it remind me of that? Because there was a maid. Maybe. And a, a lady, a rich lady. There seem to be dinner parties and yeah. indistinguishable accents just all over the place. Yeah, really weird accents. Really weird all accents. Over. This episode that we're covering tonight is episode four. It's called The Iron Maid, not to be confused with Iron Maiden, the band, or Iron Maiden, the torture device. What's a popular Iron Maiden? Oh, Jake would know. I failed. You should have had Jake host this one with you. Nope, too late. I don't know. How are you supposed to know Iron Maiden? What's like the Iron Maiden song? The Trooper, Run to the Hills, Wasted Years. I feel like they're going to have songs that you'd know if you heard it. But other than that, it's not really your jam, I don't think. I feel like I know them more from seeing people with Iron Maiden t-shirts. I own two. And I don't know any songs from Iron Maiden. That's your poser then. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I was just about to say that, that I'm a super poser. But I really like those shirts. They're super comfortable. So I wear them. That's probably why I know Iron Maiden. They're also really like offensive shirts. They have monsters on. They're not pleasant to look at. There's like knives and stuff. I don't know. Anyways, um, this is not about that or about the Iron Maiden torture device featured in American Horror Story. This is about an actual maid who was also not even from behind the Iron Curtain. So I'm not sure. Why is it called Iron Maid? Maybe it's just a play on Iron Maiden. I think that's it. Okay. Did you have any thoughts on the opening credits of Mansions and Murder? Because I did. Glamorous. Love. <laughs> Hitchcockian. The silhouettes of rich people doing rich people things. Do you think it was made at University of the Phoenix? Maybe. No shame. No. I'm assuming that that's where they have graphic design school, right? Yeah. This seemed like something that was like the best person in the graphic design class. And the brief was, I want Hitchcockian opening of a true crime show. And they gave you Clue in an animated way, right? Yeah, it was very Clue. Yeah. Yeah. Like I almost saw someone strangling someone with a rope. We open meeting a woman named Maria Schralhammer. Schralhammer, right? Unsure. Okay. It was one of those names that seemed like four last names into one. It was very long. I know Schrall is one of it and Hammer, Hammer is the other part. And she's German. And she's also the Iron Maid, by the way. Heads up. (laughs) She was raised in a German convent. And I'm really dumb because it took me a few minutes to be like, wait a minute. Nuns can't have babies. How was she raised in a German? It's an orphanage. But maybe they should just say orphanage because some of us who aren't that smart, it took them a minute. You thought she was raised by a nun that was her mother. Correct. That maybe her mother was a woman of the night. And showed up on the doorstep of the nunnery with a child in tow or with belly in tow. Or with pregnant. Yeah. With belly. Yeah. With bun in oven. So she grew up in the orphan in a German convent. And when she's old enough, she goes to work for Mr. Alfred Kroff, 
who is a Nazi armament maker. It's at this point that I want to point out that our main interview for this is a friend of ours. And by a friend of ours, I mean we've seen him before. This is M. William Phelps. Where have we seen M. William Phelps before with his soul patch? I know he looked familiar. What episode was he in? Your Worst Nightmare? Which one is he in? I don't know. When we first started doing Double Dates, we did uh, a string of titles from that list of ID network shows that are too scary to watch alone. Well, this reimagined actors pool is a shallow pool, but a deep pool in terms of talent. So they re-dip. They double dip a lot. They do double dip, but he is an interview. And so he must be a very well-known true crime writer that you and I just don't know. Or maybe not even well-known. Maybe just what I said is he's a true crime author and an animated interviewee. He gives a very good animated interview and he gets real into it. So I can see why they would call him back multiple times. Good for you, M. William Phelps. And he's got an attitude for true crime. So hair for television, attitude for true crime. I got a head for business (laughs) and a bod for sin. That's exactly right. So in 1958, Maria leaves the Nazi armament maker and she becomes a personal maid for Sonny von Bülow because of her stellar resume and her reputation for discretion and devotion, to which I wrote, wow. So we don't get a lot of information about why she leaves the Nazi and goes to work for this super rich, wealthy socialite in New England. I think there's a story there and I'd like to know what it is, but... That's for another episode, I guess. Yeah, this lady could write an autobiography. How did the rich New England family know the Nazi armament maker enough to steal his maid? See what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I have questions. Yeah, okay, good. So you're not going to get any answers. If you've come here for answers, you've come to the wrong place. Someone will let us know. We have a history buff listener who's going to let us know, I'm sure of it. So Sonny Von Bulow was actually born Martha Sonny Crawford. She's like American royalty. Very, very rich, like I said, New England family worth $75 million. We should clarify, because I have a feeling, I'm sorry to interrupt. Most people know this story. So felt like you didn't know that most people know that story. I'm sure you guys know this story, but this show tells it in a totally different perspective than I've ever heard the story before. I didn't know the story. It's very, it was the biggest, it was like a world story at that time. I could tell that. I. It's just like a pop culture thing. Like people make jokes about it, talk about it. I probably learned about it from watching I Heart the 80s. So I did not know this. So you guys will have to take everything I say with a grain of salt because every inform- piece of information I got, I got from this show. So let's press on. They're a very rich family. She was very beautiful. She grew up like a princess. She looked like Grace Kelly during her debutante days. She has two children from uh, her first marriage. Her children are Alla and Alexander from Austrian Prince Alfred von Ausberg. That is the most (laughs) alliteration I've ever heard said. That was a lot. Oh my God. But it was a very short marriage to Alfred von Ausberg. And every time I hear Austrian Prince, I think of... Countess Le- Luanne de Lesseps? No, you haven't seen, I should think of that, but you haven't seen 30 Rock and J- in the earlier seasons, Jenna 
It's played by Paul Rubens, plays this Austrian prince. He goes, because it's my birthday. <laughs> like he has this birthday party and then he dies because he's so inbred that I think maybe there's things that are wrong. with it. It's very odd. Oh. But Jenna's trying to marry him because he's a prince. And Paul Rubens does a funny job. So anyways, that's what I think of. And I'm sure Alfred von Ausberg was very handsome and looked like someone from The Crown. But I don't know. I don't know. His daughter has the weirdest accent I've ever heard. Allah? Allah's accent was so strange for this episode. It's like almost New York, but almost British, but almost Jersey. I think it was continental, remember? We're But so sounded so Jersey continental. Is it's like if Jessica Fletcher or Fraser moved to Queens. That is so weird because I did not hear an accent from her at all. Only an intonation thing. Her voice was very high and it was different than everyone else's, but I did not notice an accent. I'll have to go back and listen. Go back and listen because a couple times I was like, uh -huh. and then every time she was on the screen, I kept waiting for it. I wanted to hear more because I couldn't pinpoint it. That's weird because I just noted that her tone was very, very surprising. I was like, oh, yeah. so uh -huh. odd acting choice. Or maybe that's just her. Might she just was be cast her. for her uniqueness. But it was not a role that required her to be a scene stealer. So the fact that she sounded so different drew focus a little, which is not the role of a supporting actor. So I say, lady, you're meant to be a star because you stole focus. There you go. But she also was only had like about five lines. So she must have really impacted you. She did not impact me as much. She did. But I was impacted like a molar. So their marriage ended and she met Klaus Bulo. He traveled in her circles. He was in finance, but he didn't have a lot of money of his own. I'm sure there's a lot more information out there on him as to, you know, whether he was looking for, I'm not saying he's a gold digger. But he seemed a little shifty. He was like people's assistant, but didn't have his own money. It was like in the description, probably. It was like, must look incredibly shifty. They had to cast someone that had their own tuxedo because it took me right out of it. When the first time we meet Klaus Bulo, he's in the most ill-fitting tailcoat. The sleeves, I would say, are about three inches too short because all you see is white cuff. And I'm like, guys, if this is like the best of the best upper crust. You would go crazy if you were a costumer on one of these shows because I bet the budget is not up to par for what you would want to do for such a grand meeting between these people. And I'm sure Sunny, of all people, would have noticed that's an ill-fitting tux and then she never would have gotten with him. So because the bad costuming, now I'm totally taken out of it. I don't believe she ever fell for him. I'll tell you what's frustrating is that what honestly I think happened here is this is a lazy costumer. He needed a tailcoat that fit because I didn't buy it from the jump. And there's another point in this when it gets worse. So he is an old school gentleman in the way that I think they're saying he does everything right. Like he courts her in the right way that you would like an aristocrat, I guess. So anyway, she falls for it. They dance outside on like cobblestone. I don't know. It with a weird spotlight that I don't know where it was coming from. There's some interesting lighting in this. Obviously outdoor lighting because they were doing a night shoot 
and they're just dancing, but it's like in a driveway. I don't know. It was really dancing weird. Dancing by the sensor. There's like, no music. It keeps, and it keeps shutting off yeah. because they're not moving enough. <laughs> Move your arm. Move your <laughs> arm. <laughs> it's very strange. It was very strange. It didn't seem that romantic to me, but whatever. So Sonny marries Klaus and quickly he decides to change his name to Klaus von Bülow. He adds the Vaughn. That rang of Luann. Don't you think that's something Luann, Countess Luann would do? I feel like if you find that out, that's the biggest red flag I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. If someone has added a Vaughn to their name to be fancier, you need to head for the hills, girl. Get Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Don't wait. But it's a different world. Maybe that's so common in that world that they're just like, oh, you know, he was this. Then he changed to this because his father went to prison for embezzlement and his, you know, whatever. So he wants to get away from the family. So he's changing it to von Schleisinger or something. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. There's a von Schleisinger who built the East Wing at our boarding school. And you'd be like, yes, that's who he modeled it after. I don't know. If the, is that how rich people talk? Sure. Did you gather whether or not he changed it before they got married or after? I don't know, but I think she knew about it, which makes me question her judgment. I was guessing she didn't. Okay, so you think she did. I was like, she couldn't they have known that it They told us that was... he did it after they met. Well, and I was thinking maybe because she was married to Von Ausberg, so maybe her name at that time was Sonny Von Ausberg. And so he said, let's keep the Von, and they did it together as a funny little thing, right? That's a great way to do it and not come off as pretentious, except... It still totally comes off as pretentious. Which is so funny because her name is literally Martha Sunny Crawford. That's how she was born. And that sounds like you're from South Carolina, right? But rich people can get away with having fancy names like Tippy. But Martha Crawford? Martha Crawford has an overbite and hangs out down by the creek, right? If you're pretty enough, like Martha Martha Hunt is not ever any a name that I would think would be a supermodel. Martha Hunt. No. Because you're pretty. Was she discovered down by the creek? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Just curious. So anyways, Maria is Sonny's personal maid. So really her job is to take care of Sonny. It's not that big of a deal who she marries. But Sonny is not a huge fan of Mr. Von Bulow. But luckily she doesn't have to see him all that much because they have two giant places where they live. They have this huge apartment in on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, 14 room, which I didn't take the time to count up like how many rooms. I think it's massive. And then a big like rolling hills estate in Rhode Island called Keridan Court. But she goes with them wherever they are, right? They made it sound like he spends time in one while she spends time in the other. Oh, that's a nice marriage. I think mainly what they were trying to get with that sentiment is that there's lots of room that you're not running into him a lot. So even if they are together, right? You, she doesn't have to. She's very focused on Sonny. Mm-hmm. So very soon, Sonny and Klaus have their own baby. She still has Allah and Alexander from the first marriage. They have a little baby together named Cosima. So they seem to have it all. Very happy, very, very rich family. Klaus does the things that most husbands do, you know, like give vitamin injections, just lounging by the pool, stick a needle in her arm. 
Wait, Oliver doesn't do that to you? He does it between my toes because I don't like scars. I gotcha. But it really does help me keep young and virile. Don't I look young? Great. Stunning. (laughs) So hot. Like it's not a thousand degrees in your apartment. That was a really weird scene. I didn't like it. It was so casual. It was like, yeah, she does look like Grace Kelly and he's just casually injecting her as they sit by the pool. Yeah, we should say that this actress is very, very delicate and pretty looking like a bird and like a swan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was excellently cast yes. for this. Perfect. And he's always smoking, always. Sometimes a really long cigarette and sometimes a normal sized cigarette and sometimes wearing a smoking jacket and a turtleneck like a evil genius villain would be stroking a cat. It's very hard to tell what decade we're in because she seems to be wearing 1960s dresses for most of the time, but I don't think we're in the 60s. It's confusing to me. Mm. Could you tell what year we were in? I think we were in the 70s, but now that I think about it, I don't know. I think we're in the 80s. It's confusing. When all the stuff goes down, I'm pretty sure it's the 80s. It's confusing. I thought it was in 80 that it went down, which would mean it was in the 70s. Which would mean it's basically the 70s. I liked that one flower dress she wore at Christmas time, which made no sense because it was definitely a summer beach outfit. Name another name another dress that she wore. There was a black halter. In that debutante scene, yeah. He was smoking the wrong cigarettes. I'm just going to say that because what kept taking me out of it is that they kept him... He was smoking like camel cigarettes or something weird because they had an orange filter. Did you see that? Mm-mm. I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying someone like him is going to smoke a cigarette that's all white. It would have a white filter, right? That just looks clean and nice. When you have an orange filter on it, it looks like Martha Crawford. Mm-hmm. I see. Crick. So years pass on in their marriage, and it turns out they are very different people. Go figure. Sonny is a super introvert, and Klaus likes to go out on the social scene. He's always seen at every party, and she's very shy, so she stays home. So, of course, this is when we find out that Klaus is a ladies' man, which we could all tell because of his excellent acting. He literally is unable to look at someone without leering. If it was just a look, he he literally can't turn off the leer. Would you say that he would be the king leer? Yeah. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> so I don't know. It's very strange. They have some sort of an argument that we I'm not sure when this happens. I think this, arg- this argument is like representative of their relationship that everything comes to a head. And he tells Sonny he feels like a kept man. And she just kind of wants him to live off her money and do things for her. That sounds fine. I don't see what the problem What's is the problem? here. The problem is that apparently after the birth of Kosama, Sonny wasn't really interested in bedroom time with Klaus anymore. Who would want to with him leering at you, cigarette breath on you? She probably smoked too. I think everyone smoked back then. This is like I Love Lucy days, right? No, it's way past that. I can't tell. I'm having trouble. I love Lucy days. He was dressing like Ricky Ricardo, straight up. He was dressing like that. Okay, anyways, okay. (gasps) Of course, Klaus immediately starts having an affair, which is what we were just waiting for the whole time, with a woman named Alexandra Isles, who's a socialite turned actress. And this is when we get our second piece of very strange artistic lighting, and it has them slow dancing. In, like, almost pitch black, 
And she looks terrified. You know what? It, she looks like hating him as they're dancing or like scared, like she doesn't know him. And it l- reminded me of the creepy dancing that happens in Twin Peaks when that, they're like in the lodge. There's a lot of like really creepy slow dancing. We're meant to think that it is sensual, sensual because they are like in love and it's dark. But she looks at him like she's so grossed out. Do you think he has halitosis? Maybe. Yes. But because then they are like, but she wants more and she gets to push him away. And she was like, thank God I get to be away from his breath. And it was very strange. It was supposed to be like a whole relationship in a dance. And at the end, she's like, I'm going to give you six months push. And that was her big line. And then did you hear the thing that came after it? Go. What was it? What the reporter or whatever. There's a bunch of interviews we get of people who were following the story. I didn't write them all down. Yeah. What did did he say? She gave him an ultimatum. I did hear it. I did. I wrote wound four times. Yeah. No, it was an ultimatum. Is this a tomato tomato situation? This has got to be. You're supposed to say it if you're upper middle class. This has got to be a New England situation. This has got to be like a washing, washing situation. Pistachio, pistachio. Yeah, it must be like pistachio, pistachio. Raspberry, which Katie did say once by accident. I didn't. Jessica said it. Oh, Jessica said it by accident. What kind of yogurt did you have? Oh, raspberry. <laughs> raspberry. <laughs> and even she was like, what did I just say? I think you just immediately turned the color of a raspberry <laughs> and you have to excuse yourself. <laughs> excuse me. I think you have to call out sick for a day. Like, yeah. that's terrible. You can't come back to work. You can't recover from that <laughs> raspberry. Yeah. So she gave him an ultimatum. <laughs> this woman was not British, by the way. Not a British person. No. Ultimatum. Mm-mm. Do you think they legitimately didn't know? Is this like the on Drag Race? I don't know. Did you watch the season with Alaska? Yeah. You did. You watched the drink season. The um, sequence dress. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Yeah. 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 Pretty good. But anyways, so maybe ultimatum, maybe we, we discovered Maybe it. it's like was it. how British people say aluminum. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought, too. But this woman is fully a United States citizen. This woman born is and like raised. from Des Moines. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. She's from America. Oh, she gave him an ultimatum. It doesn't even sound that fancy. It sounds, she gave him an ultimatum. It's just the word is being said wrong. Wow, that was weird. That made the whole episode for me, I have to say. Lady, you did it. You did it for me. Can I say this? That after I saw that might have been the point that I was like, we're going to do this one. (laughs) Because I do get to a certain point where I know it's going to be okay or not. And I heard ultimatum and I was like, we're done here. This is great. Okay. Anyways, so Maria the Iron Maid is very happy that Sonny and Klaus maybe aren't going to work out and that they might get a divorce. But Sonny is worried about actually divorcing Klaus because, number one, apparently she still has feelings for him. I don't ask questions. I just watch the show. She has children with him. And she also has millions and millions of dollars to consider in a divorce, which I think is the biggest reason, right? No, I don't think so for her. I think she had actual feelings for him. Yeah. Again, his name is Klaus. Let's just blanketly state that Klauses are up to no good. Yeah. Was that the villain in the chipmunk adventure? His name was Klaus, right? Klaus and Claudia. It is the Nazi fish in American Dad. 
Well, there we go. Okay, so maybe that's why I'm biased. The proof is in the pudding. But now we know what a pudding is. So that doesn't make any sense. You guys aren't going to know what that means. But if you listen to the end of the episode, listen till the end, okay? But if you really like pudding, maybe don't listen. Just a warning. So I feel like she doesn't. She's a rich woman who doesn't particularly like to lose things or to be, you know, she doesn't want also the scandal of a divorce. I got a different take. That's interesting. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know what I got. She's the one who comes from money. Right. I think I was I'm a sucker because I felt like she actually liked him. And the actress has got these little sort of sparkly doe eyes. Well, they said she was shy and didn't like to go out a lot. And that made me think she wasn't a very assuming person. She wasn't out there flaunting all of her wealth. And she just wanted to be at home with her kids and stuff. But there's a difference between flaunting your wealth and really not wanting a scandal. A divorce is a scandal, especially if he all of a sudden marries this young socialite that you know that he's dating. Because, oh, that's the most important thing I forgot to say. Even though she wasn't giving him bedroom time anymore, he was kind of allowed to go out with other women. He just needed to be discreet. Do we know for sure if that's true? A lot of people have setups like that, number one. So and a lot of rich people. Yeah. But I think that most of the time that means don't get in a relationship. That means if mm-hmm. if you're going to get a call girl, but maybe don't have a relationship with someone who's a like person on the social scene. Right. Right. Have a girl on the side that no one in our circle knows. She has to have the understanding. You're never going to leave me for her. Don't fall in love with her. He needed to go down by the creek. Yeah. There's great girls down there. There are. Yeah. Cut off shorts. I will soon be in a van down there. Sorry, that's the river. We can find you, Rick. Okay, so anyways, they stay together. Long story short, too late. They stay together and we're fast forwarding to Christmas. Oh, here we go. 1978. 1978 on Christmas Eve, Sunny and her son Alexander are having some bourbon spiked eggnog. They're just hanging out, having fun. I guess it's their tradition to have this spiked eggnog once a year. They made it sound like it was once a year, but I feel like she probably had a margarita. Oh, she drank a lot. There's one scene where she's drinking out of the tiniest little goblet. It's like a glass. It's a cordial. It's a cordial. It's like a cordial from Clue. Like from Anne of Green Gables. Yes, I have cordial glasses. And I literally got them at the thrift store because they're so cute. Yeah, they're so cute and look so fancy. Could I put Sprite Zero in them? Yeah, but you'll feel like a Sasquatch because when you hold something that tiny, unless you look like Grace Kelly, you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm a monster. So Christmas 1978, they're drinking the eggnog. She stumbles up to bed with the help of Alexander. And in the morning, Alexander goes out the next morning, which I'm assuming is Christmas morning, but they don't tell us that. Hmm, Yeah, where is he going? He's going to play tennis, they said. On On Christmas Christmas morning? That seems like a ruse. Okay, so... Maria's going to wake her mistress, I guess is what she's called, her mistress up in the morning, do her like waking up duties. But she stopped at the door by Klaus and he says she's very sleepy and she's not to be disturbed, which is the first time that I hear that he is doing a German accent. What accent is Klaus doing? It's like once he started getting into the real killing of the episode, that's when he went German. He like made a choice. Is he German? Maybe he's part one and part Swedish or something. No, he was maybe part French. And that was the part that was romancing her. So he brought out that accent. But did they say Russian or German? You don't know. I don't know. Okay. Does it matter or did this actor just do what he wanted to do? 
He's doing an accent. Yeah. Period. But a different one in each scene. Correct. He's also got an unlit cigarette with the orange filter that he's like kind of waving around like he's about to light it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> y'all are just smoking inside. Okay. But then I remembered that it was I Love Lucy. But then you told me that it wasn't. So now I'm confused. <laughs> no. Anyways, he is telling Maria, please don't go in and wake her up. She needs her sleep. But... Maria knows that something is up. So she goes away for a little bit and then comes back, pushes herself in the room and finds Sonny unconscious on the bed. At this point, you think it's just Maria and Sonny in the room. And all of a sudden, the camera pans over and we see Klaus is in bed next to her. Where did Klaus come from? (laughs) I was so shocked. I was like, Klaus? And he's telling Maria still, she's just sleepy. She's just sleepy. Maria's like shaking Sonny and going... Miss, Miss Sunny, Miss Sun, like trying to wake her up. She's clearly unconscious. But she was doing little delicate slaps on the face like that. Give her a smack. It's enough to know that she's not waking up, that something is wrong. And Klaus is still playing mind games with Maria, being like, she's fine. She's tired. You don't know her. I do. And so anyways, she's very scared. She knows that Maria is unconscious, but she can't call the doctor because in order to do that, she would have to confront Klaus and be insubordinate. But she does. After a few hours of him doing absolutely nothing and her still being unconscious, Maria gets up the nerve and says, if you don't call the doctor, I will. So he does the worst fake phone call I've (laughs) ever... What is that, Kimberly? Well, first what did of all, I see? every time he picks up the phone in this episode, he holds the phone like this, never touching his face. It's like he saw someone else on set using the prop phone and got grossed out. And so, yeah, that sort of felt 80s, 70s to me, like with those old handheld phones. I feel like that's how people in the movies always hold them. But no one holds their cell phones like that. It's a very, like, theatrical way to hold your phone. Yeah. And then he does this phone call to the doctor that's very strange. And he's, like, looking at Maria and saying, yes, doctor. And his accent is, he has an accent. And he's saying, yes, doctor. Yes. She has been up this morning and I gave her some soda water. Yes, doctor. And he's kind of looking at Maria and smirking like she knows he's lying. She's been unconscious in the bed. The phone call isn't real. He didn't call the doctor, right? I think he called for the weather or the local time. The local time is 4.02 p.m. That's very good. Thank you. You could do that. So finally, at 6 p.m. that night, Alexander comes home from tennis Alexander. All day tennis, Christmas. Alexander has some explaining to do. I'm not sure what he's up to this whole episode. He has a lady on the side that he's hiding from his mother. He disappears for a long period of time. He comes home from tennis, comes in the room and sees his mother unconscious on the bed. At this point, Sonny has labored breathing. He like pushes Klaus and says, call the doctor right now and yells at Klaus. Sorry, Alexander's also older. He's like 18 or something. He's an older child. Oh, yeah. He's definitely grown because they were drinking together. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I should have explained. He's not like a 12-year-old. So immediately the doctor comes to the house. And the most shocking thing is that the doctor appears to be from the future because the doctor is in totally current clothing. Yeah. Current facial hair. Looks like someone I know. Feel like I know that actor. He's literally wearing like a chambray blue denim shirt with a red tie and khakis. What about that says 1978 to you? Absolutely nothing. 
So I think I'm focusing on the current style of the doctor's clothes just because I have been spending a ridiculous amount of time online shopping and browsing the goods at Mod Cloth. Found anything good? Uh, slightly. Cloth makes getting dressed fun. Back to being independently owned, they're all about perfect fits for everybody. They're unique, mood-boosting prints, vintage-inspired, versatile styles that make everyone look good, but more importantly, feel good. Their motto is, find your joy at ModCloth, and I gotta say, I agree. Did you find your joy? I found too much joy that I could afford at the moment. You found your joy and other people's joy. I found some joy for you, um, because you have a present coming. Oh boy. Shopping on ModCloth is really simple because it's really clean and easy to shop. I love that. You can just scroll and scroll and all of the items are clearly marked out into, okay, I need a dress, I need a cocktail dress, or I need a casual dress. It's all sectioned out so you can search exactly what you're looking for. And I see why they say every body is covered because they have styles that would look good on every shape and size. It's impressive. I love that. Yeah. And in cute prints. And they have a big plus size section, which is a definite plus. Plus size is a plus. And it's it's really a plus when it's cute and current. Double plus. Yeah, double plus. Where I kept getting stuck is that they just got all their Halloween arrivals in. So it's like spooky girl heaven, which is me. And so Mm -hmm. I was really excited. And I had like 500 things in my cart. And uh, I... I didn't end up getting the one pair of earrings that I wanted, but I actually think I'm going to go back and get them. Yeah, you should. Trick or treat yourself. (laughs) Oh, that is so brilliant. They had really, really cute stuff and not just clothing, but they have really cute accessories like tights and like I said, earrings, but they also have home stuff. So they have like fun mugs and things like that. And actually, I ended up getting Oliver something from the home department. They had this really cool book. It was really, it was a fun shopping experience. And everybody gets to experience the joy of Mod Cloth because right now you can get 20% off your purchase of $75 or more, including sale items. Hello including sale items. So just go to modcloth.com. That's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter code date dateline at checkout. The promo code can't be combined with other offers, but it's 20% off your purchase of $75 or more, including sale. That's awesome. And the sale section is good. Yeah, I know. I know it's a thousand degrees outside right now, but harvest time is approaching and you know what that means. Trick or treat yourself. Yes. Yes. It's great. Check them out, guys. So the doctor does CPR, which I felt like would be really uncomfortable for an actress to have someone pushing on your chest right there. I was like, do you have to see that? I feel like we could see his upper body and his shoulders going up and down and get the point. I didn't actually need to see his hands on her chest, but that's fine. For a reenactment, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot to go through. It is a lot for very little money or glory. That's what I'm saying. There's probably not even a cast party after. Exactly. So he manages to restart her breathing. They rush her to the hospital. And once she's there, they discover that her blood sugar is way too low. And she has super hyperglycemia. Insulin would probably be the worst thing for someone who is hyperglycemic. But she has quite a bit of insulin in her system. And that would be enough to send you into a coma, basically. But... A crisis has been averted this time, and the doctors are very worried that maybe she did this to herself. Like, 
she's very depressed and maybe she tried to commit suicide. She tells them no. And I think this is the first time we hear her speak and she has two lines. <laughs> they ask her if she's happy and she goes, hardly ever or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And they said, did you try to kill yourself? No. Disgusted. No. Yeah, I don't know if that was the reaction that I would have chosen. I think I would have picked more no, right? Maybe she did it a bunch of different ways and that's the one they picked. You don't always get to say which one the director's going to pick. You don't. They get to choose your mo- choose your motivation. So Maria is very upset with the whole thing. And she decides that the best course of action is going to be to tell Sonny's mother about what Klaus did, about him not calling the doctor. So Sonny's mother, who is legitimately from the Crick, because she has a completely Southern accent, has two lines. Maria tells her and she goes, well, this is the last time I'll take charge after this. It was so clearly that she was supposed to say that is the last time he's ever going to blank, blank, blank. But instead they cut it after she says that is the last time cut. I'll take charge after this. Did you see it? Yeah. It was, Did you notice it? Yeah, yeah. I felt bad because I think maybe that actress was struggling and I love older actresses. I loved her, but she was she had that to have that line fed to her like seven times and she still couldn't get it out without doing the break in the middle of it. And she couldn't lick her accent. She didn't tell them that like she's Alabama born and bred. Where was Sonny's money from again? It was Pittsburgh. Maybe her dad was Pittsburgh and her mom was Southern. And her mom was like Southern debutante. Then we would have needed them to explain that to us. <laughs> because this, in this case, it didn't work. So Sonny's mother has a stern talking to with Klaus that we see only in pantomime. No more lines. But yeah, they've given up and they're having the reporters and people who have been covering the story saying what she's saying over shots of her saying it, but we only hear them explaining what she's saying. So Maria is very upset and... Is this when she looks out over the grounds with a drone shot that is like fuzzy? It's pretty good, though. I liked it. She's looking out over. Where did they shoot and where's that house? And is it available for rent for a weekend? Because if I ever have money, I'm going to rent it. Oh, a clue party. That would be fun. Oh, I would invite you. We could call it. Oh, thanks. It was only my idea. I would hope you would invite me. I don't know why I said it like that. Of course, (laughs) it wasn't like a thing like. Maybe I wouldn't. You'd have all your other friends and one I me. wasn't considering it. Like, what other <laughs> friends would I invite? Like, you'd be the first one to invite. I don't know why. I would hope I'd be, like, planning it with you. I'd invite yeah, you. Yeah, you would. I don't even... Excuse me. You would be planning it with me. Hilarious. I, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of myself. Okay. So, Maria's overlooking the grounds. <laughs> with a drone shot. Yeah. Sunny returns home from the hospital and is determined to move on and just the incident is not discussed, which is what I think rich people do. It's just Mm -hmm. pushed under the rug and we won't discuss it. Except they have a maid push it under the rug because they don't handle dirt. Except they don't realize that they have an iron maid and Maria's not going to sweep it so easily. What she does is decide to do a little snooping. So while she is dusting the wall, legitimately dusting (laughs) a wall, she opens the door. I guess. She's like dusting the door jam, but not the upper part. Like the it was very conspicuous. Yeah. So she's dusting with her feather duster and she does a little snooping and she finds Klaus's luggage. And inside she finds this little zippered black case with mysterious vials inside. So Maria takes the vials to her local chemist to have them analyzed, except no, 
She doesn't do that at all. Where she takes the vials is to Sonny's daughter, Alla. Why would you do that? Maybe Alla was studying to be a scientist or something in school. Then they need to explain that to me because I didn't know why she would take them to the daughter. I think it's honestly, I think it's her world viewpoint of being a German housekeeper made to a upper whatever and working for that Nazi has made her very timid to do anything without getting like the family's approval first, which is why she couldn't even call the doctor when Sonny was unconscious without the husband's permission. And she had to go to the daughter, could go public if you called a doctor. Here's the problem that I have. You know there's other people. There's a doorman at this house. You know there's a butler. You know there's somebody that works out at the stables. Mm -hmm. Take it to someone else who works for the family first. Don't go to the daughter. You don't know if you can trust Allah. I feel like she knew because she was she was around the whole time. So I feel like she trusted Allah because she was on her side. Now that other daughter, Cosimo, Cosima, Cosima, Kokomo, Kokomo, as in you want to go to. Yeah. Okay. Don't trust her because she's on the side of her dad. She's a Klaus. I see. I think she could trust Allah except for her strange indeterminate accent, which makes me think she's actually Klaus's daughter. That accent that is just from all regions of the world is passed down genetically. What time period is her dress from? Could she be a time traveler? Because her dress stood out. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it did. I'm telling you, she was a scene stealer. This is 78 and she's in a very clearly 80s dress. I'm angry. You noticed that, but not the way she talked. I noticed her voice. I did not notice an accent to her voice. I don't know why. I had a lot of other stuff to focus on here. I was all over the place this episode. Yeah, I'm so I wish I had noticed it. It's going to drive me nuts. I can't wait to hear it. Okay. Regardless, Maria's bringing these mysterious vials to Allah and Allah takes them to the chemist to be analyzed and finds out that they are Valium pills, Valium paste, and secobarbital, which is a super strong barbiturate. The only reason that you would ever have Valium paste, according to our animated reporter, true crime author, is to put it in food. I would guess that maybe you'd rub it on sore muscles. Isn't Valium a muscle relaxant? It is, but I don't know if it's absorbed through the skin. Ah, interesting. Okay. I mean, it's usually taken out as a pill. Maybe injections at the hospital or something. I don't know. We need to call a pharmacist and a scientist. Okay, yeah. interesting. So then we're back on the street in Manhattan somewhere with Alexandra, Klaus's young mistress, who is dressed in a handkerchief hem dress from 2016 with a very low-cut neck. And that's nowhere near the 70s. And they very carefully did not show her feet because I'm guessing her shoes weren't from the time period. Oh, I thought you could see her shoes. I remember looking because she's so tall and I want to see if she was wearing heels. She needed to be wearing platforms in 78. I doubt she was, but that's <laughs> fine. I can't. So, and he's wearing his ascot. He looks fine. I was surprised to see her again, but she's saying the exact same thing that she said months ago, which is, I don't want to wait anymore. Yeah, this is your ultimatum. <laughs> it's very, it, okay. So it's, uh, we kind of get it. She does, still doesn't want to wait and she's throwing ultimatums like crazy. I feel she looked like the same age as Sunny too. 
They didn't have Sunny age at all throughout this. Sunny doesn't make a lot of expressions with her face, so I think she's going to look young for a very long time. She's not very expressive. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, she's in a coma for most of the time. That is true, too. We've got that. So at this point, the cigarette that Klaus is smoking with the orange filter falls to his feet, and the biggest travesty that the costume costume designer could have committed was committed in this moment when the cigarette falls and we see Klaus's shoes, which are filthy, (laughs) black, scuffed, square-toed loafer. He is a $75 million man (laughs) with scuffed, dirty, black loafers. Thoughts? Well, I didn't notice, obviously, because I don't know anything about shoes or clothes, but maybe he has a poor outfit for when he hangs out with his mistress. Although, to be fair, they were walking in, like, the brownstone area of New York, and his rest of his outfit was fancy. He's wearing an ascot. Yeah. So, the no, I don't get it. Regardless, Sonny has another incident. It's happened again. She has become a frail health woman. She has. And it's only four months later after her first incident. Sunny is awakened by Maria. Well, tried to be awakened, but she's really slurry. Her speech is slurred. She's having trouble like with her fine motor skills. She's not like able to like move her hands and things like that. Doctor comes rushing back in, still in his khakis, new tie, new button down, still current. It's fine. He's from the future. And it appears to be another attack of hypoglycemia. So Maria's had it and calls Sonny's mother straight away. And Sonny's mother then makes sure that her daughter is going to get the medical help that she needs. But Klaus freaks out because he comes to Sonny and tells her, Maria should not be contacting your mother without going through me. This is insubordinate. This woman just almost died again. But he's mad because the mom was called. No, he's mad because she didn't die. Yeah, exactly. Because now mom's involved and it's going to be harder for him to kill her. Mm -hmm. So she's being monitored more closely. So Sunny then in turn yells at Maria for overstepping her place. That's where I lost it. I was not happy. We're all very upset. Because I trust Sunny. I was rooting for you. I thought Mm -hmm. you were one of the nice heiresses. We were all rooting for you. I thought she was supposed to be like, the opposite of that lady, Amel DeMarcos, who has all those shoes and stuff. She seemed much nicer and more down to earth of an heiress. And then she turned on. It's like a toxic male relationship will have you do that. Turn on your friends and those loyal to you. And then you'll regret it years later when you're in a coma. And you regret gonna... things in a coma? No, you probably don't. Or is a coma just filled with regret? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like okay, a cycle upset. of nightmares that you can't wake up from. I hope it's not. Oh, God, I hope it's not. I hope it's good. Dreams. Are you planning on going into a coma? No, just no, in case. Because you're going to check your blood sugar and check it often. <laughs> Thank you, William, Br- William Brimley. So anyways, Maria has to keep her head down for the next few months and just does her job. It's very sad. But one day she goes and decides to look in that little black zippered case again to see, I don't know, what's new, pussycat? And so she goes inside the black zippered case. And this time there's a bottle of insulin, which our animated reporter tells us is basically the same as putting a bullet in Sonny's head. That enters her bloodstream. Boom, you're dead. Yeah, that's why he's on the show. He's very dramatic. 
He is. He's true. great TV. Yeah, because it's pretty much about to happen. So no one in the house obviously needs insulin. There's no reason for the insulin bottle to be in the house. Maria doesn't know what to do. She has this old world sense of duty that like she's not supposed to come between her mistress and her husband, but she's also supposed to protect her mistress and take care of her. But it's not part of the rules to go against the husband. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This seems very complicated. And then she looks out over the landscape with the drone again. shot again. Yeah. And we feel the weight of the world mm-hmm. on our Iron Maiden. Oh, maybe that's why it's called Iron Maiden, because the Iron Maiden, like, closes you in. It's like these this metal cage. So she's trapped. I don't like that. Have you ever seen one? I've seen an iron lung. What's that? That's what they used to have for people who had lung conditions. It's called an iron lung? Yeah, and you literally, your whole body is in this coffin with your head sticking out, and it's metal, and it breathes, it helps you breathe, and you live in that. It was very sad. Maybe it's for tuberculosis, for some some condition oh. I can't think of right now. Yeah, there was a movie with Helen Hunt, and she was caring for someone in an iron lung. I thought that movie was about submarines. Let's keep going. <laughs> in my head, that's what an iron lung was. Let's move on. <laughs> So we're going to now have another incident. Unfortunately, it's happened again, except not really. Sunny is in bed with this huge gash on her head. Klaus goes and gets Maria. Maria comes in. I don't know why she had a gash on her head. This is a little confusing. Yeah, they don't elaborate. She goes back to the hospital, and apparently Sunny had had a sinus infection recently. And in that day, she had taken 60 aspirin. In a very short amount of time because of her sinus infection. I've had like 60 sinus infections. I've never taken that any aspirin. So this looks like a suicide and it looks even like a suicide attempt. And even more, it looks like a suicide attempt because literally the day before, Alexandra, our fun socialite, Klaus's girlfriend, had officially called it off, broken up with him and had decided that in very dramatic fashion, she was going to deposit a bag of love letters between her and Klaus that had gone on for the last couple of years to the doorman of Sonny's home. So that's kind of... So Sonny saw them and read them all. That's why I think she really loved him. They don't say any of this. This is all assumption, right? They're very clever with this part. I don't even know, why'd you leave this part in? Well, they say she was the only one home to receive the letters. And... So I assume she read them. Why did they leave this part in, though? To maybe confuse us, to make us give, maybe go, oh, maybe she did try to kill herself. Maybe because of the end. Interesting. Maybe both are true. Maybe she did try to kill herself, but someone is also trying to kill her. Could both things be true? It doesn't have to be one or the other. It's clever and very open-minded. Good theory. I like it. This kind of looks like a suicide to me. Well, they keep showing B-roll of her actually doing it, like the actress of, as they're saying, maybe she committed suicide. They show the actress swallowing handfuls of pills and trying to chew them and trying to choke them down. Have you ever had the non-coated aspirin? Like, I almost gag them up. I can't. Like, it sticks to the back of you. (laughs) So, but now it's Christmas time. So she gets out that's the last we hear of that. It's Christmas time, and Santa Claus and Sonny are preparing for a jaunt to the Rhode Island Big Estate just before Christmas. Apparently, they spend most of their time in the Fifth Avenue apartment. So they're just going to get away for a few days, and Klaus convinces Sonny that they should let Maria maybe have a break, which then it occurred to me that Maria never gets a break. Maria is in life service 
to Sunny. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure she gets some time off, hours every week. Sunday afternoons, she can call her family in Germany. Okay, I hope so. So Klaus convinces Sunny that Maria should have a break, doesn't need to join them on their little trip to Rhode Island. So Maria is sad that she doesn't get to go and do Christmas with the family, but Klaus is the man of the house. So in Rhode Island, Alexander is in the living room with his mother and they're all sort of hanging out, spending time together and notices that she is kind of becoming more and more incoherent as the night goes on. But like incoherent, like you've taken a heavy, heavy barbiturate kind of incoherent. Can't really like stand up and stuff. Literally... Within two seconds. Well, yeah, and the reenactment, it happens very quickly. I'm wondering how fast it happened. And then all of a sudden, she wasn't fine. And then did anyone go and look at her drink? That would be the next thing I would ask, but oh well. It's like they're all forgetting all this stuff that happened before. Yeah, that she keeps almost dying. And each time it happens, it's like they have the memory of a goldfish and they forget that it happened or that they were suspicious of Klaus. Maybe that's what happens when you're rich. I don't know. So Alexander goes and puts her to bed, and then he goes out for the night. If your mom had almost died 18 times already, and she's acting incoherent, like she's maybe having a stroke, you put her to bed and you leave. Yes, that checks out. But she'd also been getting kind of drunk. But I don't know why you wouldn't remember that a year ago this time, she had had what you thought was a little too much bourbon, you put her to bed and the next morning she didn't wake up. (laughs) You'd think that would traumatize you. Yeah. So, Alexander, I have questions. I'm not accusing. I'm accusing. (laughs) You're accusing. Accuse. So, unfortunately, guess what happens? After Alexander goes out for the night, at 8 a.m. the next morning, she's found unconscious. Sunny is unconscious on the bathroom floor. She's very, very cold. That was a surprise. I did not expect her to be out of bed because every other time we've seen it happen, she is still kind of propped up on 15 pillows. Also, why in rich people movies do they always fall asleep propped up sitting at almost a right angle with 15 pillows? They can afford pillows. Poor people can't afford pillows. But they don't like to lie flat down. They like to sit almost straight up. You know, in ill people in movies, like like Beth in Little Women, it's like your sleep propped up like that. Yeah, that's because you can't, the lungs, iron lungs. <laughs> okay. So th- she couldn't breathe because she had the croup or whatever. And so she had to sleep sitting up. Croup is what the babies get, right? I feel like it's what Beth and Little Women too. Maybe. No, she <laughs> caught the pox. Did we have like kind of an extended conversation about We've had several little about women? Her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and each one we sound less educated, even though we've probably both read the book multiple times and seen all the versions of the movie. Did you read Metamorphosis yet? Speaking no, of books? sorry. It's been... Oh my God, you're killing me. Okay. It's 60 it's pages. Short. Sorry, I picture it like a, a tome. I know, it's I know so, it's little. So a tome. You have to atone for your sins. Okay, <laughs> anyways, she's found on the floor. We still don't know why, by the way, she had the gash on her forehead in the time in the hospital before maybe she fell before too but how did she get yeah klaus put her to bed and was like oh no biggie fries it's fine she'll wake up like she hasn't every other time okay so she's cold on the bathroom floor but she is still breathing a little bit so they take her to a hospital in boston and 
The test confirmed that she does indeed have a very serious brain injury this time, and she is in an irreversible coma. The thing that I found most unfortunate, besides that she's in her forever coma at this point, is that the news is told to us by the exact same doctor that came to the house, but we're in a different city. He flew to Boston. He's a personal doctor. This is Angels in America. No, when you're rich, your doctor can just hop on a private plane and go anywhere. Can he afford <laughs> clothes that are from the time period? What kind of doctor is he? Usually, like you have doctors <laughs> specialized in different kinds of things. And he seems to be like more of an internist if he's focusing on her <laughs> blood sugar and stuff. But now he's also an expert on comas and brain traumatic brain injury. That doctor didn't even have a line. They could have brought someone else in to mime the fake doctor that tells them that she's in the forever coma. They could have put someone else in an outfit and just. (laughs) So Klaus is beside himself and it's difficult for people to tell if he is that upset because she's in a coma or because she didn't fully die. One year ago to the week, she went into her first coma, and now she is in this new one, and she's never coming out of it. So it was determined that it was an injection of insulin that caused this. That's bad. They don't tell us how they figured that out. I'm assuming they saw a needle, like, point somewhere. But how would they know that's different than the vitamin injections? I don't know. We never hear more about those either. Yeah, I don't know if he was still doing those. I don't either. Because I feel like those were a buildup so that the insulin ones wouldn't be weird, right? I always gave her injections every day. I felt like we were going somewhere with that and then we never went there. So the children were very suspicious of Klaus. At least Allah and Alexander are. And they decide to hire a private investigator. Well, I mean, he was, I'm sorry, he was still doing them because he was poisoning her. So, I mean, or giving her injections of insulin or whatever. Oh, he was doing that when she slept, I thought. I thought he was doping her with the barbiturates or the Valium, and then he would give her an injection. Because, like, was she still actively, when she was awake, letting him inject things into her body at this point? I feel like that was all a red herring. Maybe. I don't know why we saw that. Well, it's to show you that he loves to have a little injection kit, even though he's not a doctor. But why didn't they say that? Because I didn't remember that. So why didn't they say Maria assumed that it was just the B12 that he normally injected her with? They never, that line is not said. We could have punched up the writing a little. Yeah. Made it clear. Thank you. See, they could have used you and me on this one. Would have knocked this out of the park. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's things that you're just supposed to get, but we're too dumb. So we need to actually analyze it. I didn't want to say that. (laughs) I didn't want to say that. Oh, brother. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, this new private investigator that the children are hiring happens to also be the former DA of Manhattan. Sounds like a whiz-bang PI. Klaus, meanwhile, is, of course, doing what every innocent person does and trying to get Sonny taken off life support. Wow. He's trying to get the family to agree to take her off. But there's a miracle about a month after she goes into the coma and she starts breathing on her own, which I was kind of like, okay, Why do we need to know? And I was like, oh, because you can't take her off now. Mm -hmm. Because now it seems like there's an improvement. So he's like, Also, it makes me think no one should ever say, take me off life support. Keep me on forever because maybe there's a miracle. Everyone should watch the episode of Seinfeld about the coma and the life support 
the episode, it's really funny because Kramer like wants the plug to be pulled immediately. But then he realizes he doesn't because he didn't know that you would come out of a coma. And Jerry's like, I didn't know it was possible for people not to know that. <laughs> like he's realizes you could be taken off and then he wants it changed. He's like, I didn't know you could come out of it. I want mine changed. In the meantime, their PI is talking with the family and decides that he needs to see this little zipped up case of mysterious drugs. So they go to Klaus's closet, which is now locked. They find the key in his desk and unlock the closet. They find the drug kit in the closet, but they also find a second drug kit. And this one has a large bottle of insulin and a used needle in it, Mm. which is basically, as our animated reporter tells us, the smoking gun. So the PI immediately calls the Rhode Island State Police. Six weeks later, they serve a search warrant on the Rhode Island estate and Klaus is there. And Klaus has an opportunity to call a lawyer, but he doesn't. He's very arrogant, like, you know, most of these guys are, sits down and talks to the police officers for two hours and then excuses himself and goes to the restroom. But what he really does is he locks his closet. Apparently, the closet was unlocked before. He goes and locks the closet and comes back and sits down with the police. This was like the big deal, right? That that meant he for sure did it. I was very confused by that. But also, I don't know why he would lock his closet knowing that they're serving a search warrant Maybe this is like what happens when you're, because he's really rich, he just doesn't think like a normal person. Yeah. He thinks like a rich man. Yeah. I don't know. But they already had the items that were in the closet, and so it didn't matter. He's arrested, and he is indicted for twice trying to kill Sonny. Meanwhile, Maria is still going and visiting Sonny in the hospital, and it's very, very sad, brushing her hair. Probably putting lotion on her hands. Uh Uh-huh. Doing the full business. Oh, I saw a meme that was like, if I'm ever in a coma, please make sure you bring chapstick. Because, like, I don't want dry lips. I don't know if you'd know, but understood. Sunny also slept on $500 sheets under priceless art that was brought in from home. Into the hospital, yeah. That's crazy. Maybe if you do really know, then you'd be really comfortable. And you felt the art. You felt the art. And maybe they were trying to do that, put her in a comfortable zone so she felt like she was at home. I don't know. It's amazing to me. I don't even know where you'd get five. What's $500 sheets? You play classical music and it's maybe awakened something within you. But art that she obviously cannot see because her eyes are closed is kind of funny. What sheets are $500? I don't know. That's a whole nother topic. They're made of like virgin hair. What are they made of? (laughs) I don't get it. So Klaus is going to trial, and this becomes a very, very high-profile case, as you mentioned. Socialite high society woman murdered by husband. Makes sense. Maria, of course, is the star witness. Klaus, who is living off of Sonny's money still, because they are still married, hires the best attorney that money can buy. But Maria is a super trial warrior, And she testifies over 12 hours for three days. She's extremely compelling and believable and genuine. Mm -hmm. And the trial itself lasts for three months. That's 60 witnesses. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. I don't even know what what people did they call? The doctor. The The gardener. The kids. The gardener. Maybe if there was more than one doctor in real life. No. This show is true to what happened. So I think there was only that doctor. But the jury does finally reach a verdict and they find him guilty 
of trying to murder her twice. He's given 30 years in prison, and both of the children seem to be happy, except there's one child that's not happy, Cosima, and that's the daughter of both Sonny and Klaus, Klaus's real daughter. So Maria goes and tells Miss Sonny that they got him, they nabbed him, and that was kind of a sad moment. I mean, we knew that that was going to happen. She's so loyal to her, even though Sonny was not loyal back to her. Sonny, this is the lesson for all of us in this, is maids before bros. Maria's also working for Allah. She just went to work for the daughter. That's crazy, right? But still visits Sonny. Wow. She felt loyal to that family. That makes sense. I get it. And I'm sure she was close to the kids. Yeah, she must have been, right? Because she would have, like, brought them up. So, anyways, we find out the most annoying thing of the episode, which is that Klaus, for some reason, doesn't actually go to prison, even though he's sentenced for 30 years. He's free on a $1 million bail while he awaits his appeal. Must be nice. And why weren't his assets frozen? I feel like his money that was all her money should have been frozen at that time. Is it just the time? Is it just the year? Maybe. I don't know. Or I'm sure they don't always do that. That's probably a case-by-case basis. Could it be too powerful? Too powerful of a family? I guess. I don't know. It seems crazy. He's a faker or phony. She's the one that had all the money. Yeah. It doesn't matter. She's still his wife. But usually if you're on trial or suspected of killing your wife, absolutely, their money, well, their life insurance is definitely held from you until it's all cleared up. But I guess they have joint bank accounts so they can't just take away money that's his. She's not dead. Yeah, and she's not dead. I don't know. Now we meet a very interesting woman named Andrea Plunkett who is a Hungarian-born socialite. I thought this story was over, but apparently it's not. I don't know. I've never seen anything like it on television. I don't know what it is. Is she wealthy? She is a, I can't remember, European, Russian, Ukrainian, something socialite. But you know, like in Japanese older culture, they used to have your teeth were supposed to be black. And that was considered beautiful instead of white teeth. Who told you that? I read it. And where'd you read that? I've read it in so sociology. I learned it in college. So that it's because beauty changes over time. You know, a woman's figure, what that's supposed to look like changes over. So maybe she is going by some different sort of beauty. I didn't want to discuss it because it's very rude. But you know what? Her she's there. rude. She's rude. She's and not she's, that rude. She's like a dumb juror who believes something with no basis on facts. And sticks mm. with it and then says something so asinine later of why she believes it, too, which is, again, so dumb that I can't with her. You just gave her the full finger. Kimberly had her index yeah. finger pointed up, <laughs> telling me what was what. That whole speech. I that was, was good. Feeling sassy. Here we go. I was like Wendy Williams. You were. You yeah. were. Like uncanny. So Andrea Plunkett (laughs) writes him a letter and says, I don't think you did it because I don't think you're stupid enough to leave the insulin in your apartment, which I'm not going to lie. I also thought that. I also was like, is he that blatantly dumb that he would leave a crusty insulin needle? Is he that arrogant? In the apartment. Right. Or is he taking insulin for some other reason? What are we not hearing here? If he was, that would have been his defense. So 
Was it his? Yeah, we don't know what his defense was. Not good enough. We know what his defense was. It was that she was suicidal and she did it to herself. And then he hid the insulin instead of throwing it away because why? Right. Or she hid the insulin. Where she got the insulin, we don't know. Do you think maybe he didn't know where the trash was in his house? Because he never has to throw anything away. He thought little house elves would take the trash and make it disappear. No, he knows about the help because he loves to boss Maria around. So he knows there's help. But what if she told her to throw it out and she just pocketed it? And this whole finding the insulin was actually something else. Yeah, they sort of imply later that they thought Maria planted it. They imply it right now. So here's where we are. Andrea Plunkett helps him get the best appeals attorney out there, who at the time is Alan frickin' Dershowitz. This is pre-OJ. He's like the premier Harvard Law appeals attorney. And guess what? He wins. Because I think he's probably very good, isn't he? I think he's very good, but I think the huge part of it was that for some reason, the evidence of the what they found in those vials and stuff wasn't allowed. Let's talk about that. So Klaus gets a second trial. The biggest thing about the second trial is that, and by the way, I did not see this going this way at all. I was like, what? There's three minutes left. How are we fitting this all in? Mm-hmm. So three years later, he gets his second trial and the drug kit is a, inadmissible this time. And I was like, I hit my he- hand on my head like that smack motion because why didn't I think of it before? Of course, it's inadmissible. How was it admissible the first time? The PI can't go into somebody's locked closet, take files of drugs, and give them to the DA. That's a completely unlawful search. If it's a locked piece of property belonging to someone, the children, that that's not a part of the house the children have access to. That's Klaus's. So if it had been out in the open, that would be a different story. But because the vials were in a locked cabinet that belonged to him, that he can't take that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's an illegal seizure. What they needed to do was to bring the drugs and the vials back, put them back in the cabinet and pretend like they never did that. Mm-hmm. But then how would they have gotten a search warrant? Right. I know. And his whole arrest is almost illegal. So it's this is tricky. So... The defense also does a very smart thing. When Maria takes the stand, which she does, again, they go in. Basically, we get Alan Dershowitz's assistant at the time, and she says that that their team has a way of poking holes and finding inconsistencies. It's just what a really good defense attorney does. They'll twist everything you're saying to show that you may not remember correctly. So one thing they did was put the victim, Sonny, on trial. So they said that she was an alcohol and drug addict and she was also shed serious depression. When Maria gets on the stand to testify for the prosecution again, Alan Dershowitz's assistant at the time says that they have very good ways of poking holes and finding inconsistencies in a witness's story. Mm-hmm. It's their job. It's mm-hmm. what they do best. So they basically kind of unraveled her story and made it seem, you're right, like she had planted the insulin. I don't know why she would plant it. Then who injected her? Is she saying she thought he was injecting her, so she planted stuff that would make him have more stuff that he could inject her with? She loved her. She wasn't going to put her at risk. Or did she think she was suicidal and was trying to frame him? Like, it doesn't really make any sense to me, that angle. I think what they what they did more is just plant reasonable doubt that it right. wasn't exactly, even if she didn't plant it, something's off, right? right? 
like what you and I talk about all the time. So jury leaves, jury deliberates. He Klaus is now found not guilty. Crazy. I was shocked. You already knew it, though, but I was very surprised. No, I was shocked. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I had thought he had never gotten convicted. Like, I vaguely knew the case, and I just always thought he had gotten away with murder, and everyone suspected him. So I didn't ever really know there were trials or that he was charged. Wow. So he can never be tried for her murder again. But Allah and Alexander, the children, file a $56 million lawsuit against him. And in 1987, so like 10 years later, they settle out of court. And the agreement is, is that he finally divorces Sonny on paper and gives away all of his claim to her fortune and money. Why would he ever possibly make that deal unless he was guilty? Because, yeah, and they had better lawyers for this. But he didn't even get any money. I think that they had something on him. I think they kept that P.I. and they had just money to burn, right? So they just spent and spent and spent. Well, did they or was he taking care of that assets because she was still alive? Maybe the kids don't get money until she's gone, like their inheritance. So did they actually have any money themselves? I'm sure they had trusts. But those trusts usually don't go into effect till a certain age or until your parents are gone or something. I'm sure that there was some sort of lawyering that gave the children access to this money. Because otherwise, I think they probably would have pulled the plug earlier. They did not. But I don't think they were allowed to. I think he had the right to because he was the husband. But then they divorced and they still didn't do it. Yeah, I wonder what her wills said about that sort of situation. And I don't know if all that stuff was in wills until after this case, to be honest. I think this case put that whole thing about being in comas more on people's radars, like they should put clauses like that into their wills. Very interesting. I wonder. It must have. So he moves to London with his daughter, Cosima, and Andrea Plunkett occasionally visits. So were they lovers? She was his lover. I am so grossed out. She said, I met Cosimo and she was so lovely and that's when I knew that he was innocent because his daughter was so adorable. Okay, that makes I a ton of sense. can't. Sure. Cannot. I know. Maria retired and moved back to Germany to be with her family. And Sunny herself died in her sleep because she never woke up in 2008 from a heart attack. So they kept her on life support the whole time. Yeah. But the thing is... They said she had brain damage. So even if she had woken up, it wouldn't have been sunny. Yeah, that's true. But this was a fascinating story. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This was mentions and murders. I liked at the end when Plunkett said when she would visit him that they would talk and he would tell funny stories and that was it. And that's how she says it. That was totally it. Also, are we pronouncing it wrong? Is it Plunkett? No, they said Plunkett. I, or maybe I just read Plunkett. Maybe it's Plunkett. Is that like keeping up appearances? Like hi- Hyacinth? And she says, oh, the bouquet residence. And it's Bucket. It's Bucket. <laughs> and she goes, it's a bouquet. It's the French pronunciation. Have yeah. you ever seen that? No, that's yeah, funny. That's what it reminds It reminds me of that. It might be Plunkett. <laughs> Plunkett. 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 <laughs> A little bit. That's all, folks. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We might do another from this series because Kimberly's intrigued. Treat your maids better. Believe them. Hashtag believe all maids because 
They know what's I up. I like it. Don't choose your husband over your longtime maid. But she never told her. She didn't tell her. Yes, but she was mad because she called her mom and saved her life. Oh, you're still mad at that argument. He was mad that she called the mom who called the doctor and saved her life. And then she said, how dare you do that? How dare you not tell him first? Don't call my mother ever and get her involved in this. Meaning she should say thank you for calling my mother who called the doctor and saved my life because my husband wasn't calling the doctor. That's such a slap in the face to poor Maria who had been with her forever. It really is. And also that you would believe someone named Klaus... Who added a Vaughn to his yeah. name. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Can, what did we say? We said white man, white van equals no. So now we're going to go white man, white Vaughn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The rules are just getting so no DJs. Okay. I just got to no keep adding to the list here. No, no vans, no Vaughns. Uh-huh. The world is closing in of possibilities for me. Are you serious? Those three things should not be that difficult. What if it's Vaughn like Vince Vaughn? And I don't mean Vince Vaughn because yes. you, but like if it's another I'm Vaughn. I'm saying Van Vaughn, like switch the letter. No, okay. if it's V-A-N-V-O-N, no. Okay. Okay. I can no. handle that. I like it. Bye, everybody. Wear your Bye. mask. Just trying to think of a good Vaughn. Oh, there's only Vans that are good. Like Jonathan Van Ness is good. But if it was Jonathan Von Ness, he would be bad. Kimberly Musings. That maybe her mother was a woman of the night and had... And showed up on the doorstep of the nunnery with a child in tow. Or with belly in tow. Yeah. With belly. Yeah. With bun. She in was oven. in a, yeah. a, a way. What did they say? In a, the child way. Oh, what is that? That's going to drive me nuts. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Womanly way. Motherly way. I don't think that's right. That's not. No, what it's I'm not. It's going to drive me. It's going to drive me crazy. I know what you're thinking of and I can't think it's of it. It's an old fashioned so. saying for it. Yep. Yes. She was in a. What's an old fashioned way to say pregnant? Child's way. No, not child's way. Bun in the oven. That's what I just said. Knocked up preggers with child in the family way. Oh, my goodness. There. We were close. We weren't. I wouldn't have gone. Oh, did you know tin roof? Rusted? That's what that means? It means you're having a baby? Like in the B-52 song? I had zero clue what that ever meant. I, did I thought not it was know something that. in ref I thought it was about weed. Bacon in the drawer, stung by a serpent, <laughs> bat in the cave. I thought that was for boogers. Up the spout. Mm, mm -mm. Just up the pole. Wearing the bustle wrong That's in the really pudding long. club. Ew. Up What's the, the duff. pudding club? Well, that means doing it. The pudding club is a relative of up the duff. It relates to 17th century slang use of the word pudding to mean a pee pee. They call it pee pee pudding. I when guess. you're saying a pee pee, are you referring to male genitalia? <laughs> male genitalia. Okay. Sorry. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, weird. Puddin. Is that where the term puddin' and pie comes from? He's got a puddin', you've got a uh, pie? Oh, maybe. Uh, okay, that's Kimberly's <laughs> jaunt down pregnancy vernacular of olden times.